Welcome to 20 Not Something, the podcast for 20-somethings who haven't quite figured out what their something is yet. Each week, I'll be speaking to a different guest about their experiences of this messy decade to reassure you that everything turns out all right in the end. Because doing something in your 20s can actually mean doing anything that makes you happy. Hi everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Let's Talk About It bonus mini-series, which I'm going to be flip-flopping with our usual episodes every week. Um, A few of you mentioned that you wanted to hear more themes relating to the decade in terms of dating, feminism, uh, ableism, sex, and so I've decided to throw together this little mini-series to explore those ideas in a bit more detail. So you're currently listening to the Let's Talk About Women and Power episode where I'm going to be speaking to two previous guests on the podcast who are both uh, really good friends of mine and they are Emma Fleming and Lawrence White. First up, you'll be hearing from Emma. This was such an interesting chat as we basically debated whether women posting sexualized content on social media platforms is empowering or whether it contributes to the objectification of our bodies. Um, Such an interesting conversation really made me realize that when it comes talking about women online it does just boil down to our internalized misogyny and judgment of each other um but we discuss everything from comparing nudes and the dangers of choice feminism to discussing the power that comes with expressing your sexual desires as a woman as well so let's dive straight into it we kicked things off by talking about the sort of content emma has started to put up on instagram in recent years and her perspective on the quote-unquote raunchy content on her social media platforms I think my Instagram lately has definitely become a lot more sexual. Um, I've definitely become more confident posting my body. um, And yeah, there was a photo from a photo shoot I had a couple months ago where I'm topless and it's a Polaroid. So it's quite blurry anyway, but even so I, I blurred out my nipples and um yeah, I think the next day it had been taken down for um, breaching the like adult material community guidelines or whatever the the actual legal wording is. Um, but yeah, was was taken down, and uh, they send you a message warning you if you continue to post stuff like that, then you're at risk of having your account deleted. But it was just yeah, it was it was bizarre because actually there are other pictures that have remained on there that are a lot more sexual you can see more Mm. there are there are pictures where you can see my nipples through my top more and so actually I think it was far more the suggestion that I'm naked you can see that I'm naked you can't really see anything but it's Mm. that suggestion is wrong and it's sort of banned and it's just yeah I I don't understand it it's just bizarre (laughs) Because there was that whole movement, wasn't there, on Instagram of like free the nipple and what is the difference mm. between seeing a male, a male nipple and a female nipple? Like if you if you zoom in, they're pretty much identical. Yeah. If you find the right ones. Yeah. yeah, there's no difference. And and but I but I don't think it's about that. I think it's it's really just this whole outdated systemic oppression on women's bodies and women taking ownership over their bodies and it's not about looking at the individual picture and thinking there's anything offensive with it just women being sexual all by themselves is offensive Mm. and yeah it's it's crazy it's so frustrating because it was a Mm. great picture (laughs) 
<laughs> but you're right. And I actually think that Instagram has become a very overly sexualized space. And I feel like I want to talk to you about this because I've grown up with quite a potentially closed off view that when I see someone posting uh, a bikini photo or uh, something erotic or posed or highly sexual most of the time the, the people behind it are saying I've posted this because I feel good in my body and it makes me feel empowered and that's great and I love that for those women and I've done it too. I've taken pictures of my bikini on holiday and put it up and been like, I look great. I'm going to do it. But my, my issue comes where like, who are we doing it for? Mm. And when, when a guy is scrolling or a girl, whatever your preference is, if, if, if you see something like that, you're not thinking about the intention behind that post. Mm. You're seeing a naked woman. And I just feel like it contributes to the objectification and mm. and what feminism really tries to like move away from is like seeing us as these desirable intangible objects do you know what i mean yeah no i understand and i think it's sort of i think there's sort of a fine line because you know i don't want to go down and say you know when i'm posting a naked picture and when i'm posting a bikini shot it's it's for feminism by default mm. because i'm doing it because i'm also well aware of the fact that i am like you said contributing towards that sexualized culture and you know I am aware of the fact that I'm skinny and looking through like a male gaze or whatever like I'm I'm contributing towards a a platform that maybe will make someone look at themselves and feel bad and I don't Mm -hmm. mean that in an arrogant way I'd I'd hate for that to be the case but also I don't know I, I I've just become a lot more I would say in the last year of like, so what? And Mm. actually is it my responsibility to take on everyone else's sort of perception or insecurities or, or, or looking at it a bit as a bigger picture. Like I, I've just, I don't care anymore. Um, And I think that I think to be a woman and to be sexual without, it being about getting likes from guys or, or or getting validation you're just doing it for yourself if if that is posting it on instagram good for you and mm. i think and i've i've definitely i'm sort of trying to learn more about it and trying to sort of really look into why i feel the way i do because i've i've the amount of times i've seen a picture of a woman in a bikini or naked like not naked but a sort of a, a slutty instagram picture and i've sent it to my friends in a bitchy way mm. when i look at this or like oh, okay raunchy why did mm. i do that why did mm. i care if she wants to post that great and it's that whole thing oh i could never post that then don't mm-hmm. but but does that mean she's done anything wrong or mm. if if she's posted anything she's an attention seeker so what what's wrong with wanting attention or there's enough attention to go around yeah for sure I just I don't think I don't think it has to be negative and I think it's this sort of internalized misogyny of women being put against one another that is such an issue rather than just sort of celebrating it because you know actually I love it when I post a picture and I get comments from girls Mm. far more than if a guy comments (laughs) it's the best (laughs) 
<laughs> you're so right you're so so right and like we've all been there I think anyone who's taken a photo like that and put it up or you do it's the dopamine hits and that's that's the self-gratification but sometimes just doing it is is enough but I think where I really struggle is that I am so aware that any photograph I put up where my ass looks good or my boobs or lack thereof you know look bigger (laughs) than they actually are you know I'm like amazing but then I remind myself that like when I when I see that image that is my perspective is totally shaped around the male gaze and how I've been brought up to believe that's what a beautiful woman looks like and so actually now I'm I don't find it empowering. I find it far more empowering if I'm at a bar and a guy's hitting on a girl and she comes back at him with this like incredibly sassy remark or <laughs> I'm, you know, with my friends and we're like bigging each other up for a big work presentation or something like, like that's empowering. Yeah. And I just think yeah. that like we get lost in this online world of appearance and, and yeah beauty in quotations, yeah. you know? No, I think you're, I think you're totally right that actually it is the it's it's the ultimate compliment to be considered beautiful mm-hmm. or to be validated looks wise and actually you're completely right it's so much more important everything else like your work or your character or everything else that attributes to who you are as a person is never sort of validated or celebrated because because it's sort of i don't know you you can't put a like to it but then at the same time you know, if I saw that my friend got a promotion at work or or something like that, and it was on Instagram, I would love to see that. Or mm. I've like that. I think that would get as much engagement. I think it's just it's so hard, isn't it? I like, think too hard. I think <laughs> yeah. And I think the thing is, all of our views that they all contradict each other, and and mm-hmm. everyone's such a hypocrite because you know it probably won't be the last time that I forward someone's picture to someone else because I'm not perfect and, and no one is, but I think, yeah, it's okay to sort of contradict, contradict yourself a bit if you're still trying to sort of evolve how you think. For sure. Actually made me think, I mean, we've all taken a nude, right? A nude selfie. We've all been like, oh, never, get a little bit. Never in my life. You, never. <laughs> Are you joking? <laughs> Half of London has my nudes. <laughs> incredible incredible um (laughs) my question is do you feel more empowered taking the nude and like looking at it or when you send it um I feel so much more empowered taking it and Mm. half the time I recycle them (laughs) oh god yeah oh god yeah they think they're getting fresh nudes absolutely I was like (laughs) last year three years ago (laughs) um no it's sort of it's not even about them like yeah it's it's because I don't ever really want them back it's like and I think I think there's a difference between sending nudes when you're in a relationship or not because for example when I was in a long distance relationship that was very much about keeping that sexual part of our relationship there when we couldn't be in person but being single and sending nudes it's just a bit fun and actually it's not it's not really about them it's 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 me being sexual all by myself and Mm. you know I've got a bloody library and they're great and it's very much about how I feel about myself and um I I do feel empowered by it and it's 
yeah, it's it's not really to do with them. I just enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I completely agree with that. And it's just nice to kind of love yourself a little bit. Like sometimes you just yeah. need to see those pictures of yourself and remind yourself, like, oh yeah, actually, I've still got it. Like, I'm yeah. Good. <laughs> but also, I mean, I think nudes have become a lot more sort of normalized. I would never talk about them a few years ago. Whereas mm. now me and my friends like compare them. Oh God. Yeah. Like, oh my God. You look incredible. <laughs> Who did you send that to? And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's so much more lighthearted now, but for sure. Then at I the send same them to time, my friends to avoid myself sending them to people who don't deserve them. <laughs> like... Send them to me. I'll hype you up massively. <laughs> uh, thanks. I yeah, of course. But then at the same time, I learned about this um, this website quite recently, actually, called Anon-IB. And it's all about men collecting and collating women's nudes without their um, without their knowledge. And it's like this online database. It gets shut down the whole time. But it's it's terrifying and men will post these pictures and it's about sort of like putting them into categories like women in the US and then women in what state and women in the UK but women in Birmingham and then maybe women around the University of Birmingham and getting all these details about these women and having their nudes and they know nothing about it and apparently there are thousands like I wouldn't be surprised if if mine are on there because there are just there are hundreds of thousands and it's this awful thing that again men have tainted where women are empowered enough to send nudes to a person but then the man has to take away all autonomy Mm. and completely remove her from the situation but still use her body but it's no longer hers it's nothing to do with her she doesn't even know how it's being used it's for men to share and and collect it's disgusting that is awful and it gets Mm. shut down but just pops back up again like how does that work yeah so it's I'll I'll send you the article um my housemate told me about it the other day um and it was this woman writing because she found uh her own nudes on there and just this horrible feeling and and the thing is it's not technically illegal because it's not considered revenge porn because the intent isn't harm it's just seen as like a a collection like it's like yeah and like trading and people will comment underneath saying do you have any more of this woman and and I I like I love knowing that I can look into her husband's face knowing that I've seen his missus naked it's it's gross but it's again it's this whole it's this whole conversation of power Mm. it's not about sex they like the woman didn't send the picture to him they like she's not even in the equation anymore it's just it's a power thing of men regaining control over a woman's nudes because actually they had no power in it to start with. That is so Mm. disgusting. And also like, I'm trying to imagine this the other way around. I know we shouldn't like in the whole feminist argument, it's like, it's for equality. Right. And like, you should never try and batter down men to raise women up and all that shit. But actually thinking about it, like, could you imagine if you and I were sat here with a page of nude men in front of us, you firstly, dick pics freak me out. Secondly, like, (laughs) we would just not do that it it wouldn't happen but that's the thing it wouldn't happen because it's not sexy it's not Mm. even a that's I really just don't even think it's about sex it's about power it's about power it's regaining control and these having these collections it's just 
it's insane and like you said like you just can't even relate to it because you can't even imagine what the like why would you even want that Mm. their faces aren't in it like it's it's these women yeah they become anonymous and it's like this trading game is so gross Mm. how Mm. do you feel about um only fans um i don't know enough about it and um i know there are some sort of arguments that it's it's taken work away from other sex workers and again i don't know enough about it but i think Mm. as a premise you great do Mm. it if you can make Mm. money from your body and you're you're quite safe to an extent because you're not seeing people in person and yeah great do yeah. it and I, I know loads of people that use OnlyFans some of them use have it as their primary income others use it sort of on the side because you know it, it, it's an amenable way of making money and some people are like well you know if I didn't have this I wouldn't be able to pay my rent mm. if they're for example a freelancer or on fixed term contracts like you you might not know when your next paycheck's coming in but mm. if you've got that on the side then great and yeah, I love it. Sex sells. For sure. It does. It does. I I just thought about it because I saw an article earlier saying that Katie Price has just launched an account, which I'm so shocked she didn't have one already, but um, there we go. <laughs> and she, because she's in a lot of debt at the moment, and she was hoping that in the first year she'd be able to make a million pounds on, on OnlyFans. Um, and she used the, the sentence, which I thought would be re- relatable to this, because she said that she felt it would empower women if she got an account and um i just thought that was quite an interesting use of the word because i don't think yeah for me personally seeing katie price on OnlyFans, i would feel particularly empowered but yeah i'm trying to it's imagine kind of, it's kind of come one of those words that's it's like triggered or mm. empowered it's it's one of those words that's become such a buzzword that it's like you know, if you say something's empowering, then end of discussion. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But, that's, but is that, it? Like, let, know, yeah. yeah. That comes back to choice feminism, though, doesn't it? And it's like, completely. Oh, because I'm a woman, if I do this, that makes it feminist, that makes it empowering, that makes it like, yeah. I think we forget the implications of what might make us feel good on, you know, yeah. a 12 year old girl who's just got Instagram and has to see all of that sexualized stuff and then feels like she has to do that. And, you know, you drive the narrative. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so difficult because I, I completely, I completely understand what you're saying and, and it sort of aligns with how I feel as well. But I'm, I'm so like torn between the two threads of you're playing into this male gaze, mm. the highly sexualized industry or, men are going to sexualize you anyway so why not make money from it um yeah I yeah don't know. yeah I totally agree and also sometimes I think that I feel my <laughs> most powerful like <laughs> when I'm not when I'm not thinking about how I look I think yeah. it was Jamila Jamil said in a in a podcast once she was like I actually don't she she was talking about getting over her um uh, body dysmorphia and you know mm. obviously coming from the industry that she was in she always felt like she mm. was overweight and she was like I still h- hate my body but I just refuse to look at it and I refuse to acknowledge it as a form of something which I could get annoyed about 
or, yeah, or um, like feel anything towards at the end of the day my body carries me around and she's like I yeah. still don't like things about it but she yeah she was like it doesn't it doesn't play into how I feel about myself and I was like that is I think that's so key now yeah like, not to even play a part it is completely I think <laughs> yeah I don't really know what I'm like because I feel amazing when I'm mm. really dressed up mm. but then I also am more than happy to be sort of wandering around in my trackies not that it's sort of one or the other but I I yeah. sort of feel I think people are very complicated and they're allowed to have contradicting threads to their personality and while on the one hand I always say oh you know I my go-to is trackies and no makeup mm. that doesn't discount the the other side of me that loves to get dressed up wear loads of makeup go out look really sexy mm. be a sexual person it's sort of you you can do both mm-hmm. and I think it's it's really important to yes teach young girls and teach ourselves that we don't need to focus on that but also not vilify you if that is still a part of you and you, you still yeah yeah and you like that about yourself because I, I mean, I've started wearing more makeup on nights out or going out and I didn't for years because I was, people were like, oh, you know, guys don't like that much makeup and mm. um, you look better without it. And so I was sort of like, oh, am I being a bad feminist or whatever if I want to wear a load of makeup and look like a hooker? <laughs> <laughs> no I'm not I just like it and it's fun yeah. and you're allowed to do both <laughs> for sure for sure do you feel judgment now when you do you, are you do you fear judgment on, mm. on stuff like that less so I feel like the last year I've had a sort of real change of how I see myself and how others see me and it's become a lot more I don't give a fuck I like myself I don't need to justify what I do or what I wear or who I sleep with and it's been a really nice realization um so yeah I mean I might be judged for certain things I I definitely when I when I post pictures they're a little bit more raunchy of course I have that feeling of like oh but fuck it who cares (laughs) I love that I love that I think that's such a it's such a refreshing thing to hear as well because we can all get so run down by what other people think about us and actually at the end of the day when all's said and done like if anyone's giving the time of day to judge you what does that even matter to you anyway it's their it's their opinion you're not going to change it irrelevant of the fact of whether you posted it or somebody else did they're still going to have that opinion yeah Um, and also I just think it is just it's such a normal human reaction to judge one another like it happens but I think it's so short-lived that I think the thing is people get caught up thinking it's going to be this consistent judgment they'll be on to judging the next person that you'll be out of their head mm. like don't worry (laughs) Female pleasure? Oh, the app. Yeah. Tell me about the app. Oh, yeah. The app. The app. I should honestly be on commission for Field. The amount of people that I've told about it and got on there. <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. It's um, 
I don't know. I just think it's really nice to be on a platform where everything is so transparent and unashamedly natural it you know talking about your desires and what you want it it shouldn't be something that you have to hide and I think it's nice to have that space where you can just list what you're into and what you like so that you can match with someone and it's aligned and it doesn't need to be this really deep dark seeded um adventure it's just sort of you know a a hookup app or more if you want it to be more but it's Mm. for people that want to discover what they're into and yeah, I've I've had a great time and learned so, <laughs> learned so much about myself and really? and going yeah and I think being single and being in a big city where there are so many different types of people and different desires and different interests it's just such a great way of learning what you do and don't like and mm. without having to feel embarrassed or ashamed Mm. so is it mainly centered around sex and yeah choice yeah yeah so I think it used to be called Thrinder (laughs) like threes from Tinder (laughs) and then it had a rebrand rebrand to be called Field so there are a lot of couples on there looking to sort of bring other people into their relationship um and yeah, it's sort of people talk about their kinks a bit. Um, I think it used to be a, a bit more in the kink scene. I think it's become a little bit more mainstream now. Um, but even so, it's just very transparent and easy. And um, yeah, I think the thing is, when I was first on it, I was a bit overwhelmed because some people are like, do you want to meet up tonight? And it's like, whoa, chill. Uh, <laughs> and like safety as well I always get that with yeah that. yeah yeah massively um but I th- yeah I think be careful with it from that from that perspective because obviously it is very centered around sex but I think with that also comes people who are very aware of that and so mm. like consent and honesty and safety plays such a big part for the people that are legit on there and want this space for sex are you experimenting with both male and females on there? Because I know that in your past you you have done that. So has that changed as well? Yeah, it's been great. Plenty of both. <laughs> and couples. Really? Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel like, especially for the next few years, I want to really just embrace being me and having sex and being safe with it and being unashamed about it and and discovering things that I like and mm. and ruling out things that I may not like and do some of the experiences I've been like whoa, whoa that's not for me um but I'm glad that I had them because now I know because I don't think you just know who you are by default you need to go out and experience stuff and um yeah it, it's been great I've I've always had sort of feelings in the back of my mind when I've been in relationships and I've felt held back and I just don't think you should feel like you're held back when you're 25. Mm. Um, it's, it, yeah, I, I feel like a completely different person, to be honest. Really? Oh, from, that's so amazing. From a year ago. <laughs> I love that so much for you. It must just be quite liberating as well to be able to talk about it so openly. And thank you for speaking about it here, because I do think that, you know, as much as we all talk about sex with our girlfriends, like, oh my God, so much sex and periods, literally. <laughs> we are the stereotypes <laughs> of the 21st century. But, but 
I think it's important to talk about sex in that way of like actually it is about exploring it it's the most incredible thing to actually indulge yourself and not feel ashamed about whatever it is that you want to do yeah completely and the thing is I've got some friends who they can't relate at all and that's the thing I I don't want to brand everyone the same as like you don't know yourself unless you've had a threesome because Mm. I I completely appreciate a lot of people that's not for them Mm -hmm. and they're very happy with with their sex life but I think there's also a lot of people who don't necessarily know and haven't necessarily tried things that they might want to because they they're worried about what people might think or Mm. uh it's not the norm and it's fun it's exciting it's such a big part of who you are as a person um especially if you're living in a city there are so many opportunities I hope you guys enjoyed that chat with Emma. If you love her as much as I do, then you can check out more of what she's about by following her on Instagram at Emma J Fleming underscore. Um, speaking of the gram, we are now actually going to tune into my conversation with social media artist Lawrence White. Um, so Lawrence has actually got an exhibition coming up at the South Place Hotel in London, where he's featuring nine paintings of famous women throughout history. So I thought what better time to sort of sit down and have a chat with him about where he got his inspiration from to paint purely women for this exhibition, uh, whether he considers himself a feminist and how dedicating time to draw these female icons has actually taught him more about female empowerment and the struggles that women face. So yeah, let's let's dive straight into it. So you've obviously got your exhibition coming up in February, which is detailed around women in history. Um, I was just wondering why you decided to paint those icons and like where that idea sort of came from. Yeah, sure. So um, with the female icons, I, I I call myself a social media artist. And so what that means is that I react to my audience. And if they want to see a particular person painted um, or whatnot, then I try and kind of facilitate that as much as possible. Obviously, I'm lucky enough to get some commissions here and there or whatnot. So that's not always possible. But one of uh, someone who follows me, they mentioned that I haven't got uh, as many women or, you know, that I've painted. And that got me thinking for this show. I was like, oh, my God, like looking back, it's just kind of a lot of rappers and a lot of males and stuff like that. And so I was like, oh, well, like, <laughs> yeah, I love women. I can, <laughs> can, change, can change that quite easily. And so that got me thinking for this show, which I knew that I had the residency and, um uh, because I, like I said, I'm consider myself a social media artist. I was like, well, why don't I put the kind of idea to my audience about what female icons from across the decades that they think are most important and that they want to see? And so that kind of uh, led to a bit of a journey of like going through uh, history and finding uh, and suggesting some of the biggest icons. And so across my, my social media, I've been asking um, the females and, and the women that follow me to basically uh, tell me who who they want and kind of that's what's led to this 90s show of of some really iconic women. Um, Even just yesterday, I put out my Instagram story, I'm still looking for a final painting um, that I need to (laughs) just finish painting now. Uh, But um, I'm still looking for a final icon to paint. And so I put that up on my Instagram yesterday and whoever they decide that's who I'll find an image of and uh, and paint as the the final piece. And so it's the women on your social media platform who are sort of 
like giving you these ideas of women that they want to see painted because you've you know you've explored quite a few but you've gone from Marilyn Monroe and then Oprah Winfrey Audrey Hepburn and what made me curious about it is that I think so many of the women that you are painting have actually been a objectified in the media quite quite a lot in terms of you know whether it's about their appearance or what they've done or what they've said um and it got me thinking about women in the media and I'm just curious as to whether you noticed that when when painting these women I mean I know you said you're going to do more research before the show goes out but has that been a bit of a an eye-opener for you in terms of like drawing women who have been objectified in that way by by the press I think what you find, like I was maybe a bit more oblivious to the struggle that women have. I think it like, uh, you know, starting with my Rosa Parks painting where she was the lady that stood up on the bus um, to a white man who wanted to sit down uh, to like, even just having your voice heard to someone like Oprah Winfrey, you know, in the very beginning, it was very difficult for her to get played because obviously being a black woman in America and blah, blah, blah. And obviously there's more context to that, but like, even when I'm painting, you get DMs from people that are like, I'm so glad you're doing this and, and that kind of thing, because you don't really, or I was maybe ignorant to the struggle, some of the struggles that women do have and, and being heard and really trying to uh, insert themselves into a, uh, a position of power to, to influence things, you know? Mm. A bit of a journey in that respect to like find that out going along uh, uh, the way. Yeah, for sure. No, thanks for admitting to that. I think it actually takes guts to be like, actually, so I don't know um, everything that there is to know about like women and, and the struggles that they go through 100%. And, you know, you said that you've painted a lot of, of men in the past, um, you know, Anthony Joshua, Umar Kamani, Will I Am. Um, do you think that you were naturally drawn to to painting those men because it's something that you are more familiar with or... Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, I'm lucky enough that a lot of my work is commissions. And so that just comes from, uh, you know, the client, whatever they want painting, I will paint for them. Um, so it's quite a lot of that. So it's really not intentional, which is why I kind of, let's do some female paintings. Yeah, like on a side note, like it's mental, like as a guy walking, say, for example, if I was walking home from my studio, like you would never even think twice about walking home, like particularly a woman you kind of have to think about your route or what way is going to be the safest, which way has lights and stuff like that. And so I guess this whole project has been a bit of an eye-opener in terms of like, wait, there are a bunch of struggles and that I would be oblivious to or, or very naive to that women do face on a, on a daily basis, like being heard, et cetera, you know? For sure, yeah. Would you consider yourself a feminist? Not a feminist. I think I'm very open to hearing points of view I'm very strong-minded and I have my own point of view on, on things, but I do think that the the, the feminist movement or the, the kind of outright feminists go a bit too far sometimes um, with kind of gender roles. But, I mean, no one's championing women, then kind of who's doing it, if, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I also think that it's interesting. I love talking about feminism to my male friends because I think so much of the translation of the conversations got lost when it's come to the championing of women and the demoralization of men. And it's like, it was like when the all men, um, not all men hashtag was going around and things like that with the Sarah Everard case. And it's like, 
how do we make it a conversation for everyone to have so that everyone wants to be a feminist while understanding that that actually just means that if you if you're a male feminist you just want women to have equal rights to you um it's how yeah. i perceive it but i'm totally aware of how the message has got lost um yeah, I, 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 like for maybe this is a bit controversial i don't know but like i'm all up for like equality it was the same with the even being a you know yeah a brown yeah, race person it's like i just want equality as opposed to like asking for anything more where i think some of the feminist movement is like yes you can have equality but they want say for example a job i don't care whether you're a woman uh, black brown asian or whatever the best person for that job should get the job whether they're white whether they're whatever whereas i think sometimes the extremist versions of of uh, those types of movements are like no we have to see women in the space and whatnot and and a lot of people don't agree with that because they're like well we need to fight for our rights and stuff like that but I just think it from a, a business owner's point of view I, I don't care what someone looks like I just want the best person that can do the job to do that job and and like I said whether that's a woman or not then then that's kind of immaterial but us need people championing these types of minorities or, or women you know for sure, yeah, and it, and I think what people forget is that we've been raised in a culture where it's systemic, as in we, you know, whether you're a woman or you're black or Asian or disabled or trans, like these are all minority groups um, who struggle to be heard, and so I think where the championing of those issues come from is because they're underrepresented or feel miscommunicated and I think like going back to obviously what you're doing with with um painting women and things like that like so much of women in the media is objectified and we've seen it I I listened to a podcast recently um talking about women um and how the media bigs them up and will feed them into your to your feeds and then all of a sudden they like overexpose them and big them up loads. And so then when they mess up, there's this massive downfall. It's like the fallen heroine, the fallen um, woman. Mm. You know, we saw it recently with Adele. You know, she came back with a bang. Everyone's like, wow. And now she's canceled one show. And everyone's like, she's a demon. She's the worst person in the world. And like, you know, you see it time and time again. And I wondered whether, you know, doing this research and painting that you've done you've noticed women in the public eye who maybe you had a preconception of because of the media I think I'm a little bit more having spent a lot of years being a tv producer I think I'm a little bit more aware than most maybe of kind of the fact that what you see on social media or in the pub uh, you know in the press I kind of do take it with a grain of salt because some of the nicest people that I've met are vilified in the um in the press you know um as, you know women and men but um yeah so i, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that because i don't really look too too much into it like that do you know what i mean because i do mm. think that if press have an, ag- an agenda and it suits their 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 story or their narrative then that'll get pr- that'll get printed reg- regardless do you know what i mean yeah, no, it's interesting you say that about telly as well, because obviously you've worked on a lot of reality shows, so you must have seen that kind of firsthand. Yeah, like the way that things can be taken out of context and cut together to make a show which is something different is, yeah, I mean, it's possible. And so that's why I say about taking things with a pinch of salt, because it's like, yeah, what you're always seeing is not necessarily what it actually is like, you know, do you know what I mean? Mm. 
speaking of icons or whatever, you know, speaking to the whole kind of social media element of things, I think you can look up to some of these social media influencers and think they've got it all going on and they are some of the most unhappy people because you have to kind of pander to, to, to what people think you should be like and, and all that kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Um, mm. Yeah, there's way, too, way more to it. Mm. Do you speak to your female following like about about that at all like is it do you, do you have like a majority female do you know do you know what the demographics of it is 64 um is it? are women yeah interesting i just think it's so great you're doing this because i i mean your paintings have always been so tasteful as well and i also think like speaking on the female empowerment topic the way that you you've drawn them like i've seen them on your instagram they are really tasteful and it feels powerful looking at them. I don't know if it's about the brush strokes or well, stuff like that, but did that play into it at all? Again, no, I like, well, I'm really glad that you say that because I do put a lot of thought into the, you know, mm. I, I ask my audience as to who I should paint, but then in terms of what I paint, I do put a lot of thought into the image, where they're positioned on the canvas, how, you know, the size of the face and whatnot like there's way more to it maybe than you would first assume when um thinking about um a, a painting sort of thing so uh, a lot of times like you just kind of alluded to there a lot of the image and and what you want to try and get across is in the actual uh, the image you're painting do you know what i mean so so selecting the right image and, and kind of getting that right is literally half the battle Mm, no it's really cool so where is the exhibition where can people see it what, what's happening there yeah it's kind of mad like uh, uh, it's going to be at South Place Hotel which is just off Liverpool Street Station um, and it's on the 17th is the launch night but the residency is for three months which is probably the most exciting part so it's not just kind of a, a one-off couple of days thing it's like no no I'm actually in residency for a, a long period of time which I'm very really excited about because um, I do think that a lot of a lot of good things will come off the back of 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 this opportunity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's so exciting. Yeah. And it's ten ten pieces. Nine nine paintings. Nine paintings. Yeah. All women. Um, which was your favourite? Marilyn Monroe for sure. I, th- I just lo- she's just so classy. I just love the elegance of of the woman and, and particular. Uh, you know, we're talking about image. I think the image perfectly captures her kind of like jovial kind of like soul, if that makes sense. I think. Um, and uh, yeah, I just think the image really encapsulates her. So that's been the most fun one to do. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the 20 Not Something podcast. There is plenty more where that came from, so do hit subscribe to be the first to get notified of future episodes. It would also mean the world to me if you could please leave us a cheeky review on iTunes as that helps more people to find us. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Have a great week, whatever it is you're up to, and you will hear from us very soon.